Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving at your desk. Maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Another great day's Ashes Cricket, and welcome to Cricket Unfiltered, the News Corp Cricket Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Menzel, and let's head straight to the Adelaide Oval to hear today's report. Thanks, Manners. Well, given the august nature of this occasion, we're coming down to what could be a day five for the ages. We're giving it the kitchen sink treatment tonight, not just myself and Ben Horn. But Gideon Haig and Peter Lawler, the esteemed and very well-respected duo from the Australian, are joining us as we try and sort through this most unpredictable test. Hasn't it been interesting all the way, Gideon? Plenty of kicks and groans and U-turns. Day four for the ages too, wasn't it? Incredible. I mean, a great advertisement for night test cricket because it really was the uh, the last session of of last night that, that, um, that turned things around. The... In in game volatility of, of bowling conditions is kind of a, a leap motif for uh, for night test cricket, and by giving England the opportunity to bowl under lights last night and not by not enforcing the follow on, uh, Steve Smith, well Steve Smith has um, given us something to write about. Yeah, um, thank mm-hmm. God for that because it was up until that stage it had. Um, We'd all been riding in the same direction. Okay, just quickly around the table, Pete. Out of ten, what chance do you give England of winning this match tomorrow? We'll go Pete Lawler. Uh, if I give England six out of ten, does that mean I can give Australia six out of ten? No, no. no. It has to be a quotient. A quotient. Uh, so, so if uh, Eng- England, England gets six, Australia get four. Okay, yeah. I'm not a gambling man, so... 
60-40, Australia's favour. Ben? I tend to agree. I think a wicket very early tomorrow mm. can swing it in Australia's direction. But as long as Joe Root's out there, who knows? Gideon? Yeah, I feel the same way. Uh, we always tend to overestimate the chances of teams going for fourth innings targets. There's a reason why no one's ever made more than 315 to win a test match here. And you know the lower echelons of, of England haven't covered themselves in glory so far on this tour. It's a great point. I can't see England winning it, but... It's a simple fact. If Joe Root bats until about mm. sunset, guess yeah. what? He's played the innings of his life yes. and they've won a test for the ages. But, uh, Ben, Peter Hanscombe looked out of sorts today in trouble. It'll be interesting to see what the result of this match is, I suppose. But uh, even if Australia get out of it, I think he does have a few things to worry about because Australia are getting to a point now where they can't really afford to carry anyone because they're worried about the balance of the team the need possibly to get an all-rounder in there or someone at least who can offer a few overs. So, look, they'd be very hesitant to change a winning team, but uh, he's got some serious work to do, if not before the next match, then, you know, in, in the few matches to come. And ahead of that series in South Africa, he's, he's going to have to fix uh, some things up. Pete, what if Australia lost tomorrow? Is Does that become an official historical howler for Steve Smith? There, there are third decisions which failed, the failure to enforce the follow-on. Does it become the sort of Ricky Ponting, Edgbaston slash Nasser Hussain moment, you know, even though it wasn't at the toss, of course, but is it that notorious? Oh, yeah, right up there. Right up there with 2001, Steve Waugh in Kolkata enforcing the follow-on. Interesting that we're now talking about that, isn't it? Because for the first two days, we were talking about Joe Root's decision to put Australia in. Now we're talking about Smith's decision not to enforce the follow-on. Um, they're, they're critical decisions in this game. Yeah, this is going to be massive. This is going to weigh against him for a long time. And perhaps most interestingly, it will weigh against him for the series because it's put a rattle among the troops, hasn't it? I reckon the bowlers came on today, they just looked a little bit, more, a little bit tense. They knew that they'd let England into the game when they shouldn't have. England now know they've got a sniff that they should never have had. And, and that's going to nag at the other side. And you looked at Smith's face today. The boy needs Botox. Mm. He really needs something <laughs> because he's putting a chill through the rest of the yeah. team. You know, when, when things are going wrong on the field, mm. the look on the captain's face is disturbing, you know? Mm. Yeah. I mean, neither captain's had uh, uh, a great game, but at the same time, I think both captains have been let down by their teams. You know, when Root decided to send England in he didn't tell England to bowl a yard short which they did for that the first um, two hours of the game and I thought today Australia's batting after their I mean you could understand them caving in last night England bowled extremely well but today there was a real sense of just a bit um, they were a bit demob happy I mean some of the shots to get out today a lion played a terrible shot I mean I know he's a night watchman but it looked you know bizarrely flamboyant Hanscom and Marsh tried to play scoring shots off balls that required defensive bats or, or leaves. Uh, Stark was, was caught in the deep. Payne was caught in the deep. Cummins tried to get caught in the deep. No one seemed to want to dig in today. And you know, if, if Smith's objective was to get um, miles in the legs of the England bowlers and to delay uh, England's second innings until after, uh, until after the lights came on, then Australia abjectly failed. You can't lay all the blame for that on Smith. It's a great thing in Ashes series, isn't it, watching players crack, the pressure. Mm. 
a lot of these fellows we've just t- talked about then aren't that experienced. And yeah. we made the point today, it was this test last year where there was five new players. Mm-hmm. And if Hanscom mm-hmm. goes from this test, that's all five gone. Yeah. That's the transition, isn't it? So you're talking about a team who... It's actually intriguing, isn't it? Watching guys mm-hmm. crack under pressure. Yeah. And that's why if England somehow got out of this... If it was 1-1 going mm-hmm. to Perth, mm-hmm. my goodness, golly me, it's mm-hmm. game on in the series, mm-hmm. isn't it? You know, in a four-man attack, trudging yeah. through, yeah, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Saker said something very interesting about uh, Hanscom tonight. He acknowledged that there's a problem there. Mm-hmm. And he says he'll work on it, but we can't change him too much. No. No. So does that mean he he, he can't? Um, yeah, it is a significant change to get that that batsman to play on the front foot, isn't it? Well, it's going to the take... same same issue as confronted Gary Balance. You know, Gary yeah. Balance tried to tinker with this technique, but ended up going back to his previous technique because by the time you get to this stage mm. in your career, it's very difficult to to recalibrate significantly, mm. and you tend to. I think players are inherently conventional. Yeah. Cook tried to change his technique and eventually yeah. went back to what he was doing. It's interesting, isn't it? And Ricky Ponting, who I think's commentary has been outstanding, mm-hmm. particularly from a technical point of view, he said. You've got to have a good reason for going back that far, yes. and I can't see it. No. And, and in one clip sentence, mm. he sort of got it, hasn't he? Like, where's the runs? Yes. The runs are all behind the wicket, but hang on, if you plug back there, like mm. he hit it straight, glided straight to a mm. fieldsman today, mm. he's scoring area, mm. but yeah. three men waiting for yes. the catch. So he's a fascinating study, isn't he? Yeah, I'll tell you what, he's opened the door for Mitchell Marsh. Mitchell Marsh bowled nine overs in the last, in the mm. second last Shield game. He's just bowled 13 in this one. Mm. He's ready to go. You know, if they can get nine and 13 overs and innings out of Mitchell yeah. Marsh going into Perth, and his batting's in a really good place. Yeah. I know everyone in Victoria is going to jump up and down and say Glenn Maxwell, Glenn Maxwell, Glenn Maxwell. Yeah. And rightly so, because Glenn Maxwell's batting's excellent, but he's bowling is not what Australia wants. They want a Mitchell Marsh out there bowling yeah, seam in yeah. Perth, don't they? So, gee, two Marsh brothers in the team for Perth. Who would have picked that? <laughs> eh? yeah, yeah. yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you certainly heard it here second. <laughs> Gentlemen, anyway. it's been an absolute pleasure to have uh, Ben and our guest from the Australian. You've had a fine sum of yourselves, Peter and Gideon. Keep it up. Here's to the glory of Test cricket. We can't wait for tomorrow. Good night from them and it's good night from us. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, guys, and thanks for downloading Cricket Unfiltered today. And we'll be back tomorrow for a final day's report.